Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This is episode 142, and today we're talking with the crew from Fantastic Tasmania. Yes, well this week we are in Christchurch, and we're jealous because they got to go to Tasmania, but you know, we're heading off soon, so... <laughs> <laughs> We've had a great week. We've just um, done a bit of a road trip down to Dunedin to visit some friends down there. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. And now we're back up in Christchurch. Going to meet up with some cool people this afternoon. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, if you hear this podcast <laughs> this afternoon, just after we publish it. Um, and, Immediately. And you're in Christchurch. Quickly run down to our Hotel So. Uh, we're having a meet up there, 4 o'clock till 7 o'clock in the bar. I'm just imagining people in their bedrooms listening to the podcast. We're on the bus and yeah. suddenly going, <gasps> get off the bus. Get off the bus. Get off the bus. Run, run. Or walking, walking down the street and then changing direction because, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to Hotel So. You should definitely do that. Do you want that? You want to be that person, don't you? <laughs> so, well, this week, instead of talking rubbish, we're talking to Dara and uh, Catherine, winners of World Nomads' Fantastic Tasmania League. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that World Nomads is sending seven teams of two around Australia in a custom van. Jeff. Mm-hmm. Jeff is the van. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've been catching up with each team as they finish their trip and finding out their experiences of six weeks in a camper van throughout Australia. Mm-hmm. And this episode of the Indie Travel Podcast is sponsored by Traveller's Autobahn. Whether you're travelling for a week or a year, Traveller's Autobahn has a range of options specifically tailored to budget-conscious travellers. They're unique in that all six locations are licensed motor dealerships offering sales with guaranteed buyback and a fleet of over 400 rental cars and campervans. Traveller's Autobahn are bound to have something you want. And Traveller's Autobahn are also providing Jeff the Van for the fantastic tour. So let's get started talking to Catherine and Dara. Cool. So can you, um, can you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself? What's your background and, and how did you get into this crazy caper? Okay. Um, my name is Catherine and Dara has been my best friend since I was 12 years old. Um, our first day of middle school, we were at a new school, and the lunch period, the period of class before lunch, we were sitting next to each other, and Dara asked me to eat lunch with her, and the rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We heard about Fantastic because there were two Kiwi guys named Hamish and Adam, you may have heard of them. Um, They were traveling through Florida, and we met them in Miami, and they had just applied to win Fantastic. Yeah, they um, they applied for the Queensland leg, so they had uh, showed us their application video and told us a little bit of the background, and we were like, oh, man, that sounds so cool, we, we wish we could do that, and the whole thing, and then when they left to um, continue their travels, I was online one day and decided I would snoop around the fantastic site, and I saw um, that you could still apply, and I ran downstairs, Catherine and I were living together at the time. And I said, Catherine, Catherine, oh, my God, we can apply for this. It says apply now. Oh, my gosh. And she says, no, we can't do this. Normal people don't win this kind of stuff. Hamish and Adam works for MTV. They have all these skills, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And I went back into my room and I cried a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, the next day, Catherine was at work. And I guess I had uh, sparked her interest a bit and she wanted to find out more. So she went on the fantastic site and found that you could look at all of the application videos on YouTube. So she started snooping around and looked at all the other videos, and she's like, all right, maybe we can't do this. Mm-hmm. So uh, we wrote our video, and we you know, put our thinking caps on and decided that you know, we were going to do this video, and it was Australia or bust. 
Cool. So and then Dara and I had been talking forever about moving to Australia. We just didn't have the funds to do it. And so I said, when I saw how good our video was, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, if I do say so myself, um, I was like, oh my God, Dara, if we win this thing, we should move to Australia. And so we did. And we quit our jobs and we've packed our bags and we've relocated to Australia. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. all good. Hey, we'll uh, we'll put in the the YouTube embed of your um, your application video onto the the show notes with this. But what was kind of the? Can you t- tell tell me about the creative process? Because I know people can still apply for the uh, the Western Australian gig. There's still one stage open at the moment. So, do you have any like advice or hints and tips about how you guys went about it? Um, well, we definitely wanted to be funny, um, but, but more real funny, nothing really like too rehearsed. Catherine and I like to just be our goofy selves. And I think that it definitely showed in our blogs. Um, we didn't really have anything rehearsed and, you know, it was really just raw footage of us as two American girls traveling around this beautiful state of Tasmania. Um, as far as an application video, it's, they're really just looking for you to be yourself and, you know, show that you have a personality and you know how to work a camera and you can edit and you have those abilities and just, you know, that you're, you're out there to have a good time and you have a true love for traveling and meeting new people and, you know, experiencing new things. And I think an original idea is, is a good thing for the application yeah. video too. Yeah, I guess um, there's quite a few applicants, so anything that helps you stand out is all good, huh? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Well, were you um, specifically keen on getting to Tasmania, or were you just going to apply for every leg until until you ran out? Um, yeah, I mean, we had researched all the other legs, and since we were already deciding to move to Melbourne, we thought that Tasmania would probably be... I mean, we did apply for Tasmania and the remaining legs, um, you know, Western, Northern, and Southern territories. But we were pretty keen on Tasmania. Um, just number one, the driving was was a little bit less uh, hectic than it would be, say, you know, doing Western Australia or something like that. Considering that neither of us had ever really driven on the opposite side of the road or manual. So for those people who haven't seen our first blog, you can see the the small difficulty we had learning. I actually failed the driving test, and Catherine was the one that drove all over the place because I uh, I couldn't get the manual. I couldn't get a hand of it. <laughs> We feel like we were really, really lucky to have won Tasmania because it's so much smaller. We were able to drive. We could be in a different city every single day. And so we were able to take advantage of all of the um, activities on offer. And, I mean, really, really tried to do every single thing. Every day we were doing as many activities as we could pack in. Yeah. And also, like, being American, you don't think, oh, I'm going to go, you know, on a holiday to Tasmania. Obviously, people talk about Australia and Melbourne and Sydney and, you know, even, like, Cairns and Perth and things like that. But Tasmania, it's actually really funny. Friends of ours were like, where is Tasmania? Is that in Africa? We're like, no, it's off the southern coast of Australia. Yeah, It was really, really cool for two city girls from America to be sent to the natural state. And, I mean, there was... There, we did the Franklin River rafting trip. We didn't shower for six days. So we definitely got in touch with our natural side. <laughs> and we love nature. <laughs> so, so, so a whole lot of people are just going, um, you're traveling around in a camper van for six weeks and um, not showering for a week. Wonderful. But um, I know exactly what you mean. But um, 
I mean, Tasmania. I'd say, where do I sign? (laughs) And also, there were luxuries on the trip. We stayed in Strawn Village, and they hooked us up with an oceanfront suite. We had a balcony that uh, looked over the ocean. We had this beautiful sunset uh, with a huge bathroom. The bathtub was a jacuzzi, so... There were luxuries involved as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds beautiful. So, I mean, as you said, Tasmania is kind of off the map for uh, for a lot of people, um, let alone off the beaten track. If they could find the track in the first place, that would be a good start. Can you um, give us kind of an, an overview of what, um, you know, if you're describing Tasmania in a couple of sentences, uh, what, what how would you describe it? What kind of travel is it like? Um, it's a very outdoorsy place. It's not so much extreme sports, but there's a lot. I mean, I would say most of, of the Southwest is all national park, or excuse me, national park. A lot of Tasmania is um, is kept really clean and not a lot of, you know, it hasn't been really touched by humans much. And to Franklin, I think only about 150 people a year raft the river since the 70s only. So a lot of it is just very beautiful, a lot of nature a lot of animals, um, a lot of kayaking and camping and a lot of bushwalking. I know that when uh, Catherine and I were looking at the fantastic website and it was describing the trip, it said more bushwalks than you could poke a stick at. And I thought to myself, what is a bushwalk? Like I had never <laughs> heard of, 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 of that before. So now I have a far better understanding doing some of the bushwalking on my, you know, ourselves. But um, I would say if you're going to make it to Australia, I mean, you should definitely make it over to Tasmania. It's only an hour plane ride, super easy over, you know, hop over from Melbourne. So uh, you could also take, you know, if you're not wanting to spend the money on a, on, a, on a flight, you can take the spirit of Tasmania. It's an easy ferry of like, I think it was nine hours. It's not bad at all. So, and the scenery just varies greatly. They have rainforests and beaches and, and, I mean, rock formations and rivers, and you can get from one coast to the other in less than a day, less than half a day. And it's just like this incredible scenery. But definitely the highlight for both Dara and I are the people. The people that you meet there are so unbelievably welcoming, and they just they want to share Tasmania with you, and they're so excited that you're there. And it's it's a really, really cool experience to have a local showing you around and they're just so willing to do that. Mm, that's awesome. So friendly people, lots of, uh, lots of nature in a, in a small place in such a big country. Yeah. And also like Hobart is a, is a pretty hip metropolitan city. You would think, you know, Tasmania is off the bean path, but when we went to Hobart, we were really surprised. There was gorgeous people there and great drinks and great food. And, um, we did the, the um, taste of Tasmania, which is their like food and wine festival, which was phenomenal. So you really get a little bit of a metropolitan feel, um, when you are in Hobart. Mm, sounds perfect. So Hobart's the, uh, the capital city of Tasmania. Yeah, cool. Um, now, you said that you, um, well, you mentioned the spirit of Tasmania, and I know that's a pretty rough bit of ocean between um, between Melbourne and uh, and Tassie, but you guys had a, an okay trip over with the van? Yeah, it was fine. Um, the, on the way there, we had um, Ocean View recliners, which was fine, and then on the way back, we had a little cabin, and I don't, I mean, it was pretty calm. It's such a big boat that it, the waves 
You know, I mean, you feel the ocean. For such a big boat, you feel the ocean more than you would expect. But because it's such a big boat, it's really not that bad. Mm, okay, that's all good. But I think good. we also like the <laughs> Yeah, I've, um, I know a few people that have gone over and there's, there's varying reports. Yeah, I've heard a few people say that they, you know, they've had to use the bags that they provide you from from being sick. But I mean, for us, we it was we were fine. Okay. Oh, good. Good to know. And um, what were this is going to be a bit of a strange question, but all of the images that I've seen of Tasmania um involving vehicles are all four-wheel drive, off-road, mud tracks. Um, was it a fine driving around there, even for two people that aren't used to uh, uh, driving a manual on the wrong side of the road? Yeah, well, I mean, I actually was told that you cannot drive around Tasmania and not hit an animal, and I did not hit an animal in six weeks. So <laughs> um, the we actually are not allowed to bring Jeff the camper van off-road. They have to be um, paved roads. And I was able to do that all throughout Tasmania. There's definitely off-roading. A lot of the tours that we went on would take us on a four-wheel drive to an off-road random place for our tour. But the t- you don't have to actually drive yourself there. If you're going on a tour, they're going to bring you to where they where you need to go. Okay, so I've been looking through your um your journal, which is at um journals dot worldnomads dot com forward slash fantastic underscore taz, and there's um some great video and great stories there. But I want to know what it was your, I guess your your favorite event, your favorite tour, your favorite uh, place that you visited. Um, well, I mean, I we love Tobart. But again, and it's a gorgeous, gorgeous city. But I hate to say that because, like, everybody's going to go to Hobart. So I would like to steer people towards Freycinet. I think it's gorgeous there, and it's a really small place. And the national park there has tons and tons of wildlife. You can't miss it. There are all sorts of animals running around. And it's really, really beautiful and great food and great people. So I would say Freycinet. Yeah, the East Coast in general, like, uh, Coles Bay, the Bay of Fires, Wineglass Bay, all of those really popular beaches and, and, and quote-unquote tourist spots are all on the East Coast. So definitely the East Coast. And then, of course, Falls Festival. We you know we brought in the, the, our Australian New Year at the Falls Festival and uh, in Byron Bay, and that was just amazing. We met so many people. We had such a good time. You know, we did the whole camping thing over the three days. And, um, I mean, even... Skydiving over Hobart was absolutely incredible. Um, Catherine and I have done skydiving before, but never over, you know, an, a, you know, an oceanfront city, which was fabulous. Um, and then just like we went on the Tarkine Trails, which was just a day of camping, but our guy, Trevor, was just such a great guy, and we got to know him so well. And, you know, the guide really makes or breaks the trip, I think. And we just, you know, from start to finish, all of our guides were just fabulous. Sounds awesome. Um, you're making me jealous as we go. Um, Linda and I both love to hike, so it's um, yeah, hearing about all the the outdoors oh, if you events. Are a hiker, just... After after South America, if you're a hiker, you've got to go to Tasmania. Yeah, it, it keeps going on a on our to do list. I'm um, doing the Bibbulmun track down in uh, Western Australia, and then getting over to Tasmania and doing some hiking. There are big two uh, two Aussie adventures we've still got to do. 
Yeah, well, I know we didn't get to do it, but the Overland track is a six-day bushwalk, which is supposed to be phenomenal. I believe it begins at Cradle Mountain and uh, goes through a couple of national parks and things like that. So you should put that on your to-do list for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... I think you're a first-time hiker. Like, the guides are so amazing at kind of helping you through all of, the, all of the new, yeah, empathizing with the fact that not everybody's a hiker and helping you through maybe that, like, fifth day of thinking, holy crap, I can't do this anymore. They're really great. And they cook such great food. The food in Tasmania is amazing, and, and the, the guides know how to make it delicious. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely energizing to get you through the day. <laughs> that always helps. Now, did you try some, um, some of the Aussie classics, like um, kangaroo and... Uh... Kangaroo washed down with beer. Kangaroo kebab with some with some VB, like a true Australian. (laughs) We're big fans of Bogues. Oh yeah, we love pure blonde of Bogues. We we did the Bogues Brewery tour. They um, you you get to sample four of their beers, uh, coupled with Tasmanian cheese. It was awesome. Brilliant! Can't complain about uh, beer and cheese matchings. No, no. I have a newfound love for cheese after Tasmania. I always, I've always liked cheese, but now I just, I'm addicted. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thinking of uh, Australian wildlife, did you get to see any of the uh, the most famous of Tasmania's animals, the Tasmanian devils? Yeah, we didn't see any Tasmanian devils in the wild, but we went to East Coast Nature Worlds where they are actually like hand raising some devils that. They had rescued the mother and father, and they're hand-raising the babies now. So they were really domesticated, kind of, and they had a great relationship with the trainer. And then we went to Cradle Devils at Cradle Mountain, where they're kind of kept in a more natural setting, and these are rescued devils that they're taking to kind of to try to stop the inbreeding to so that the to stop the cancer. Um, and to study them and to figure out what starts the cancer and everything. And they were more wild devils, and we saw them feeding, and it was a really exciting thing. Yeah, they don't have uh, much resemblance to the uh, the Warner Brother cartoon, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah does a great impression of the Warner Brothers cartoon now. Oh, oh do, we, do we get to have that on the, uh, to finish off the interview? Um, yeah, but it, I, it has to be the whole bit where I'm like spinning around and everything. But I'll do I'll do the the, the noise for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Sweet. Well, I guess uh, we'll we'll let that finish off our uh, our interview today. But thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. <laughs> Thank you for having us so much. It's been awesome. Hey, um, all the best with your new life in Australia, and uh, hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to you both again in the future about uh, about Melbourne and all the things you've found out about Victoria. Absolutely, that'd be great. Thanks, Darren, Catherine, for making time to come on the show and talk about your travels in Tasmania. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about getting over there and doing some hiking, and I want to explore Tasmania. I, I want know, to see it's Tasmanian It's like good, good food and uh, good... Good kind of adventure, lots of off-road stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah. We'll just well, put that on our list, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Add another place to the list. Well, before we finish today, we'd like to uh, finish with a piece of safety advice from our sponsors, Travelers Autobahn. 
They've worked with vehicle rentals and sales for travellers for over 16 years, so they know a thing or two about Australian conditions. Yep. So here are their top 10 tips for travelling safely. One, don't drive at night in areas where there's more dead kangaroos than live kangaroos. Good advice. Number two, camper vans have a high centre of gravity and falcon wagons are rear-wheel drive with lots of grunt. Be extremely careful if you're not familiar with these vehicles. It's easy to roll a van and easy to lose control of a falcon if you're inexperienced. Three, give dirt roads and unsealed roads more respect, because even 40 k's an hour can be too fast if you're not careful. Number four, don't hitchhike. Not all people who hitchhike meet ex-murderers, but some do. Number five, check the inside edge of your tyres. Um, poor wheel alignment causes tyres to scrub out quickly, and a front tyre blowout is very scary. Number six, always wear your seatbelt. Number seven, if you're driving on the left for the first time, leave the music off for a while and ask the person in the passenger seat to act as lookout. Definitely. Number eight, don't leave valuables visible inside your car when parking at popular tourist destinations. Number nine, do everything humanely possible to avoid overheating your car. If your temperature gauge moves away from normal, stop and call roadside assistance. Don't drive on, especially if you're out in the bush. Humanely possible. Humanely, yeah. As you yeah, wish. you don't want to damage any animals. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, beware of retirees offering cups of tea at Outback Roadside Restaurants. See, rest humanely possible. <laughs> it could be hours before you manage to get away again without being rude. So thanks to Travelers Autobahn for sponsoring this episode of the Indie Travel Podcast. And until next week, travel well.